Welcome to the Embracing Courage podcast. My name is Jen and I'm your host. Currently, I am the category director for Society and Culture for Podcast Magazine. And I'm also a leader for Club Pod, the fastest growing club for podcasters on Clubhouse. Every week, I host a room for podcasters called Beyond the Microphone. And for the magazine, every month, I get to meet inspiring, amazing podcasters and share their story in the magazine. Their passion has been so inspiring and infectious that I didn't have a choice but to actually start my podcast. I'm delighted you're here. Let's go inside and let's get comfortable. everyone and today is Thursday March 25th so I know I said I was going to have guests uh, this week however I did something monumental that I consider monumental and I know that many people are also dealing with this right now but in the state of Texas, the vaccinations opened up for people over 50 on March 15th. So I immediately registered on the website and I was able to get an appointment for Monday, March 23rd. And my vaccine is the Moderna vaccine. And so, of course, I've had the first shot. And I just want to share what my experience and my thought process was behind even making the decision to go get the vaccination or to get the vaccine. I am very fortunate that I am in great health. I have not taken any medication other than the occasional NyQuil when I would get the flu. And I think my last shot was when I was 17 when I joined the Army Reserve. So um, I actually think the last medication I took was an antidepressant when I was 25 and I was so drugged out and drowsy and couldn't even stay awake that I just stopped taking it and I have never looked back. I do take vitamins and I do follow a keto lifestyle, which, you know, may or may not be healthy for me. I basically quit drinking alcohol any kind of alcohol about five years ago and I tried to eat my fruits and vegetables and I don't exercise as much as I should. I do swim in the summer so I am a healthy person 
I do get migraines. Um, that's probably the only thing that I would complain about my health. So, you know, this time period of COVID and the lockdown has given me a lot of time to think. And especially when they started talking about vaccinating pretty much the entire planet. And my initial thought was, I'm not going to do it because I haven't put anything in my body. And why would I do that now? And then as part of my decision making process, I of course am reading things about COVID from a cultural and societal standpoint and things happening around the world. And then on Clubhouse one day, one of the people that is a regular on Clubhouse and it has a large following had a room full of scientists, researchers, and medical doctors from around the world, all in different fields, different specialties, and people that were still recovering from COVID shared their stories. And most of them were nightmarish, undiagnosed, treated horribly, still recovering. Uh, one woman in particular was in a coma for 18 days. And they initially said she had the flu and had sent her home and she almost died. So not all of the medical doctors that were on the panel are planning to be vaccinated either. So I felt like it was a very balanced conversation and discussion. They gave a lot of resources for people to do their own further investigation. And, you know, I did look into some of those resources. And one of the things that really made me think about getting the vaccine is one, I love to travel. That is my own personal reason is my husband and I love to travel. And if they do come up with some kind of a vaccination passport or an addition to our passports, and only people that are fully vaccinated are allowed to travel, I do want to be on that list. Definitely. Now, the second reason is that I want to mitigate the risk for people that can't get the vaccine yet and that may not be able to because of the ingredients of the vaccine and to protect them. If I have to live with double masking for the rest of my life, I could do that to keep myself safe. But I would not want to be the person responsible for getting someone else sick. And that is really a very big reason that uh, number two. And number three 
even though I'm very healthy, COVID is something new. And with the variants that are coming out, I'm over 50. I'm not, I don't have any health risks, but I do not want my loved ones or friends to have to, you know, because of COVID, deal with any type of emergency that involves the hospital or possibly death. Obviously, there are other things that I could get or that could happen to me. But to me, COVID is preventable because of the vaccination. So I decided I would do it. I knew that I could still change my mind. And on the day of my appointment, there were times when I was thinking, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to put whatever this is in my body. How do I know what it is, if it's really what it says it is, etc. And then I went back to my top three reasons and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So the location that I went to is a stadium and you see all these cars pulling in and there's like 10 lines of drive up and the first person that you see needs to see your phone and that you actually have an appointment scheduled for the shot and did you fill out your online forms yes I show my driver's license and they wave me on and they put a check mark on my window. Well, all you see is lines of cars. These people don't have name badges on. They don't look official. It just looks like random people showing up, asking you questions. And then they also, they gave me a piece of paper and they say, drive up to this other thing. So then I go up to this, to the next person and they just look at the check mark and say, okay, go this way. So then this other guy waves you forward and you get in a line. So I had done the online intake and a young girl comes to the car and she has a piece of paper and she asks me, do I have any known allergies? To which I say no. And have I had COVID? To which I say no. And she says, okay, do you want the shot in your right or left arm? Well, obviously the left arm, because my right arm would mean somebody would have to be reaching into the car over the passenger seat. So, of course, I said left arm. So she says, okay, that person is going to come over here and give you your shot. Okay. The person comes, again, no name badge, no nothing. I don't know if they were a nurse. I don't know if any of these people are medical providers, if they've been trained or what. And just as a sidebar, I was in the Army Reserve. I was in a medical unit. I was trained in basic first aid and advanced first aid. And I actually helped run... Um, my unit's health clinic once a month. And so 
I'm a little familiar with how things look medically. And this didn't even look like a mash unit type setup at all. They had those tents that they have at sporting events, little ice chests where I guess the shots were. So, you know, one side of my brain is like, how do I know what I'm really getting? Who are these people giving these shots? How do we know that the vaccines are even properly stored? I see no ambulances. I see no signs of police, security, nothing. I don't know how they're getting these vaccines to the site right there for, is somebody coming around every hour and bringing more shots? I don't know. And I don't ask because it's a really, it almost feels like a post-apocalyptic setting, if you can imagine that, except we are in our car, so we still have gas. I kept thinking about The Walking Dead, truthfully. So I get the shot and she signs the paper which I can only assume she had to put her signature on it. But uh, they give the paper back to me and I put it in my visor and they say, okay, drive up here. So then a guy comes to the car and he gives me the safety spiel. And he says, can I have that paper, which I didn't look at. And he goes, okay. And he writes down the time and he tells me, if you have difficulty breathing, you start feeling swelling or nauseous or dizzy. I said, what, honk the horn? Because everybody's in their cars with them running and their windows up. So the only way anybody is going to know that there's a medical emergency, God forbid, we are even able to honk our horns. What if they don't put their car in park? I guess if they pass out or go into anaphylactic shock, their car is going to roll into the car in front of them. So they literally do make you sit there for 15 minutes. And fortunately, while I was there, I didn't hear any car horns honk. So that meant that everybody was good to go. So... As I'm driving away, I can tell that something was put into my body because I don't take anything except vitamins and I don't drink. I can tell that something was going through my body. I can't say that I had a reaction, but I did kind of get dry mouth which was probably due to the anxiety of the situation and the way that I felt. My husband, who works for a school district, also happened to get his shot that day, but he got his an hour and a half before me at a different location and a different provider, quote unquote, And he got a different version of the shot. Oh, the thing that I forgot to mention is they give you this card that is supposed to be an official document. 
and it was blank. My name wasn't on it. All it had was the name of the vaccine and probably the batch that my vaccine came from. I don't know what this identifier number is, but I thought if somebody took my card or my car before I got home, they could have my card and have my vaccination thing. And then I looked up online that people are selling these on the dark web. It's the news for like $200 a card. So what's going to happen when people start moving around in the world with these fake vaccination cards? It looks very unofficial. And I guess maybe after we have our second shot, maybe we get something official or our passports will be updated or our driver's license or something. Because literally, I could probably make the same thing on my computer. There's nobody's signature even on there. So I understand it's a global pandemic. And, you know, we're in a different time right now. But this is not something that people should be able to fake. It's too important to our entire planet. So that's my rant about the vaccination card. So my husband and I both felt very tired the next day. And I've heard from other people that actually have had both shots that they actually stayed in bed for several days. So I'm not one to usually need to sleep a lot when I'm not working, but this felt a little different. And he and I both felt the same way. And since we both had the shot on the same day, um, that was the only thing. It was kind of like a lethargy. We didn't, we weren't really hungry. And again, it could be just solely from the stress and the pressure of all of the discussions leading up to the choice to make a vet, to take the vaccine and then doing it and the environment that it was given in. Because it was pretty scary to, I don't know, it puts, it reminded me of that TV show that was on NBC with Giancarlo Esposito Revolutions, which actually was filmed here in Texas as well, that, um, you know, with the exception of the military, not being present for these vaccinations, it felt like I was in a military operation, secret government vaccination program. So anyway, um, I am glad that I did it. And oh, my husband was able to get his second vaccination scheduled on site that day. They were using iPads to track everybody. My location, paper and pen and no second vaccination scheduled. But 
after the spiel that the guy gave me, he said that you cannot have your second vaccination for maximum effectiveness until four to six weeks after your first shot. Well, my husband tells me the day that he is scheduled and I said, wait, what? Literally two and a half weeks away. And I said, I don't think that you can get it that day because if you're supposed to get it four to six weeks, I don't know why they would schedule you two and a half weeks later, especially when they say it takes two weeks for the doses to get into our bodies and start building up our immunity. So fortunately, he was able to change it and he was able to change it to the four week mark. So, I mean, if they're going to tell us what the guidelines and the process and the procedures are for maximum effectiveness, we should do it, you know, and um, I see today that uh, there was something from the CDC that even if we are fully vaccinated, that we should still mask. And where I live in Texas, I think the numbers are still less than 7% of the population has been vaccinated. So I plan to continue double masking, especially because people are not mandated to wear masks any longer. And I just am not, it's my personal choice, one, until I get my second vaccination to protect myself. But I also want to protect other people so that I am not a carrier of COVID to someone who hasn't been vaccinated yet. So this episode is a little different, definitely, because I definitely had a story to share of a recent experience. And I know that there are other people out there who aren't able to get the vaccine shot yet who may not have decided to take it, or you may have decided not to take it. And it's all valid. Everybody has to make their own personal choice. I just know that I've always thought of myself as a global citizen, universal citizen, actually, and I want to be able to go anywhere in the world that I choose and do it safely for myself and for the other people on the planet. And I appreciate you being here. And if you have any thoughts or comments, no trolls, please, um, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I do have a Facebook group and I would like to start building it. I also have a clubhouse club now for Embracing Courage and 
I'm not going to go into this for this episode. I may record another episode, but I really wanted to focus this one on COVID and my experience of getting the vaccination. And I appreciate you listening and I will see you next time. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Embracing Courage. I'm here to hold space for you and celebrate your wins. We are all on a journey of discovery and each of us shines uniquely bright. There's always joy, hope, and courage. Until next time, safe travels.